0: live from the intentional living center dr randy here we've got a friend we're talking about our lives in terms of experiencing life the way god intended for our lives to be experienced our marriage family relationships and uh, we start every day and asking the question are you experiencing today life as uh, god intended for it what does that mean well it means we understand as the scripture says to figure out what pleases christ and then do it do we have enough understanding as we grow in our Walk with Christ to get a picture of what his intention is for how we relate to people, how we handle our work, our attitude, our words, our relationship, and in particular, our decision-making, making making decisions. Um, And maybe that's what you're wrestling with today, trying to make a decision. And you'd like to talk to a friend. Can I be a friend today? I'm Dr. Randy, along with Jennifer. Stephen is here, and uh, Gino is our Facebook guru here. Uh, On this camera here, welcome everybody. On the Facebook Live, nice to be with you. You can join us as well. Leave a comment, a question, or call. 888-888-1717 is uh, the phone number. 888-888-1717. Before we get to our first call, uh, just uh, we got word yesterday that our East Lansing, Michigan Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, that's a mouthful, conference date night experience is um, is sold out. Uh, three and a half weeks early. Uh, we wish we had more room, but we're sold out for East Lansing. The good news, the good news, is that uh, we have a spot for you uh, in Auburn Hills, in Michigan, right off of I seventy five there north of Detroit, uh, on Saturday night, March the second. As we move there and continue our tour in Michigan, East Lansing, and then Auburn Hills. Uh, March 1 and 2. For the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, we're going to have a fantastic evening. Talking about marriage, I'm going to share with you the four things that really stand in the way of having the kind of marriage that God intended for you to have. And one thing you can do in each of those things, in those areas, that will make a radical, life-changing direction for you. Uh, And we're going to do it in a fun, entertaining, practical way. All right? All right. So anyway, just a word to our Michigan friends. Uh, March first sold out East Lansing, uh, Saturday night. March second, come and join us, Auburn Hills. TheIntentionalLife.com. You can join me now. The phone line is open. 888-888-1717. Stephen will get you set up. I'd love to talk to you. Maybe you have a question for me today. Maybe you've learned one thing that's made a huge difference in your in your life. You want to share? Give me a call. 888-888-1717. triple eight seventeen seventeen. Let's get started. Uh, in California, our first call. Go ahead.
1: Hello, my name is Brittany. I'm calling because I'm having difficulties with my children and I just wanted a little bit of advice. They recently came to live with me and it's been a hassle because they have never seen their dad or even my mom or anyone around them respect me, so the respect isn't there, and I'm trying so hard to just get them to figure it out, And but need a little bit of advice on what to do or what to say. Anytime I do anything or say anything that they don't like, they want to go to their dad's or go to my mom's, and then none of them even respect me or listen to anything that I'm trying to tell them. And it's just frustrating. And I just really need some Mm. advice right
0: now. Mm. Okay. Listen, Brittany, let me talk to you as a friend. Let me talk to you almost like I would talk to my daughter if that were you. I would say to you, Brittany, your kids will never respect you any more than you respect yourself. And a parent to be a successful parent needs to have an intentional backbone. And if that means you have to have uh, one inserted, then get one inserted. (laughs) And what I mean by that is talking to someone, it doesn't come naturally. I can hear even in your voice that hesitancy, confidence. There's a false confidence in life, but there's a confidence when you stand with your kids because you ask the question, what do I say to them? You have to have confidence to say, guys, listen, I know life is tough back and forth, maybe with the with the uh, divorce, that's what it sounds like, maybe divorce or going to grandma's house. But I want to tell you, when you're here, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way I operate my house. I love you. I care for you. Not going to take the lip. There's going to be consequences for it. Not going to take the disrespect. There's consequences for it. And then you have to have consequences. And you got to follow through. You can't be, well, maybe next time, you know. You know. They, they will know how to take you. For the ride of your life. That's what kids do. They're on power trips. They're on attention-getting trips. And the best thing we can give to our children is not harshness. We talk about punishment. You don't hear the word punishment here on Intentional Living as much as we talk about what the Bible teaches us, which is discipline. And that comes from the root of discipleship, which means we're training our kids. And as one who is a trainer, you have to hold your kids accountable. Sometimes that's the soft side, and sometimes that's the hard side. Sometimes that's uh, letting out, and sometimes it's pulling in. And sometimes it's consequences on facing reality. So uh, back to my statement, Brittany, here, here it is. Y- your kids will never respect you more than you respect yourself. We teach at Intentional Living that all behavior has a purpose from kids. And it's either attention-getting. You have the kids that try to get attention they're making noise or they're doing something just to get mom to pay attention or dad to pay attention. And uh, if they can't get you to pay attention to something good they're doing, they'll make something bad to make you pay attention, but they, they'll get your attention. But if you don't give them the right kind of attention, which means you're following through and, and inv- investing in their lives and you know being there present, what they'll tend to do is go to the next stage, which is power. Now they're going to make you pay attention. And that's partly what's happening here is they're just saying, hey, you know, it's almost not only disrespect, it's almost a revengeful thing. This is what I'm going to do and, you know, forget it. And so you need to be clear on what's, what's uh, what you have in your home and what you want and how that's going to be run. We have a whole curriculum we, we've put together on um, raising responsible adults and the power of raising a responsible adult. And it begins with uh, these principles that we teach from intentional living. All right, phone lines open. Maybe you're making a decision. In your life, got an issue? Love to talk to you. Give me a call. Lines open. 888-888-1717. 888-888-1717. Love to hear your stories of the power of one thing.
2: This is Sue from Albuquerque, New Mexico. One thing that my husband and I have done for years—we've been married over forty years, almost forty-one years—is we get up at five thirty every morning and uh, pray together and do a devotional. And I know a lot of people will say, well, that's awful early and that's kind of hard to do. And for us, we need to do it right away, first thing in the morning. And I tell you what, our day goes so much better and our love grows deeper because of that, um, because God is in the center of everything.
0: This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Kurt. For that reminder, I talked to my friend, Dr. Gary Chapman, the author of The Five Love Languages, just last week, and it's the book we're making available, and I want you to hear a little bit of my discussion with him about the love languages and your marriage. Uh, What about uh, love languages when it's a one-sided deal? You get it. You've read the book. You understand love language. You're applying love language but your spouse is either oblivious, uncaring, unwilling or whatever to participate in this process, uh, what do you do? Because now you've got a person that has gained insight into how a love language can make their marriage better and yet their spouse refuses to be a part of that process. Yeah,
3: and that, that is often the case, obviously. You know, I, I use, I use this, this biblical concept scriptures say we love God because he first loved us. We did not initiate our relationship with God. He first loved us. We reciprocate That principle applies in human relationships. So if you understand the love language concept and you know your spouse's love language, you choose to speak their love language whether they're speaking yours or not. You're doing exactly what God did for us and, and God can help you do this. Now you don't have feelings. You, you may not have love feelings for them. You may have hurt feelings, you, you may have a lot, of, a lot of emotions, but you're saying to yourself and God, Lord, you know how I feel about my spouse. They're just not reciprocating, they're not meeting my needs, but I know you love them. So I'm opening my heart. Romans chapter five and verse five, the love of God is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. I'm opening my heart and asking you to pour your love into me. Let me be your agent for loving them. And so you reach out with the help of God to express love in their language over a period of time, not three weeks, three months, six months. And chances are, before that three months or six months is over, they're gonna to begin to respond to you, you know? And they may say, oh, you know, I don't know what's happened, but you, 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 you've you been lucky me. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they're gonna start talking about it. And you can say, well, honey, I read this book or I heard this uh, idea and I realized that we we express love or need love in different ways. And I just discovered that was your language. And I'm, I love you. So I'm speaking, I want to speak your language. And they're likely to so, say, well, well what, what is your language? Now you're into the conversation. Now they're responding. So now that, that's the approach I take. Don't just sit there hoping they're going to speak your language. Uh, you know, we've always said, you can't change your spouse, and that's true. You can't make somebody do something, but you can influence them. And the most powerful influence is loving a spouse in their love language, even if they're, if they're not loving you. And I can't guarantee that everyone will turn around because listen, people spit in God's words, you know, God's lips, they reject God's love. But I can tell you, I've seen many, many times where the other person, as the minister, began to reciprocate, because they realized man, you're, you're,
0: you're
3: loving them in a way that's meaningful. And love stimulates love.
0: Mm, that's good, thank you, Gary. Dr. Gary Chapman, I talked to him just a few days ago and wanted to share some of that with you. Uh, but for all of our Intentional Living members, those of you part of the ongoing monthly community of supporters, uh, that's been uploaded or going up onto our platform, which is it's an exclusive site that we put together for our members. And what we decided to do, instead of just sending out one teaching every month, we're going to load everything onto this site. So you have the last couple of years of teaching, just dozens and dozens of hours, all of the topics that we talk about with Intentional Living uh, that I record here and share with my staff, and then the new ones going up and including that interview. And so members, you should have received an email from our office giving you access to that site as a member. If not... Let us know. We're human. Sometimes things don't work. So if that's the problem, let us know. And for new members, those of you joining us today, i tell you what we're doing. Not only giving you access to all of our ongoing teaching to say thank you and encourage you, but in addition, we're, um, we're going to be sending you a copy of that five love language book by Dr. Gary Chapman, a classic that I wanted to make available to you. If you already read it, share it with someone else, but it's a gift I think you'll enjoy but you need to join us. You can do it by two ways. Either call during West Coast Business Hours, 888 1717 888 1717 or go to theintentionallife.com right now and click on Donate. Fair enough? And you can call me too. I'd love to talk to you. What's a question? Something you're facing? We're here. We love you. We want the best for you. If I can be a friend today, give me a call, 888-888-1717. Let's talk. Beverly in kansas how are you today i'm fine how are you sir good good what's your uh, question or comment today
2: well in my family um i grew up kind of from an abusive mother yes and so i wanted to do something different so um when when we talk about discipline or punishment we believe that god does not make bad children nor bad people so we have an atonement discipline where if you do something wrong to someone else, you have to atone to that person within 30 minutes, whether it's um, whether it's spouse to spouse or spouse to children or children to children. How do you do, do that?
0: The- How do you atone? What, what kind uh, of things?
2: Um, it could be as n- nice as going and get a glass of Kool-Aid for their sibling. It could be maybe um, choosing to uh, wash the dishes or uh, take out the trash. Or um, it's it's an active way to show someone that you love them and that you're that you're supporting them, and you don't have to spank someone or beat someone.
0: Uh, I be hope not. That's absolutely, that's why we that's right. why I made that distinction that the the Bible refers to di- discipline, and so many people mistake that for punishment. Discipline is comes from the root of discipleship, which is training, and we have taught here from intentional living since I was just a kid. The Hawaii thing of logical and natural consequences. People learn. I mean, if your sixteen-year-old is disrespectful, not driving my car—that's a—that's a a consequence. A child who refuses to eat, throws a fit. Parent, getting you. I made that for you, and you get in their face. Just remove the plate, and they can come back at the next meal. They'll be hungry. Eventually, they're going to like whatever you make, if it's reasonable, right? They'll—they'll like it. Uh, What we do is. um, as parents, I think sometimes we get down to the level of our kids. I like what you're talking about. Hey, uh, I'm not only sorry, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to uh, make it right and do something. Be interesting to see how. But by what, by what age are your kids right now, Beverly?
2: Um, they're grown adults, and they're also using it with their own children now.
0: Interesting. So they look back yep. and say, "Hey, that, that really was a good thing. They like it."
2: Well, because you can be mad at your child, or a child can be mad at you, and if and if, if all you're doing is throwing tempers around, then you're not getting anything solved. Right. So, you know, once everything settles down, you can say, I, I don't like the way that you talk to me because mm-hmm. I'm your mother, or I'm your father, or I'm your sister or brother. And you just because um, they 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 have a right to have a feeling, but they don't have the right to be disrespectful
0: expressing yeah. it. A- absolutely. So
2: that's yeah. And that's what we're trying to do them Is that they need to even be respectful to their own siblings? You know, just because um, one comes out of the bedroom crying doesn't mean that the youngest one didn't start something and the oldest one just got mad and pushed it. You know, so <laughs>
0: absolutely. So,
2: and we weren't well, we weren't there yeah. to see. So they both mm-hmm. have to dis, they both have to atone to each other. That's one right. because you. You, you forgot that this is not your room. And two, um, you may not put your hands on another person in this house.
0: That's right. And what you've done, two things, Beverly. You're, you've are you been consistent. You've been loving. You've been intentional, right? The second thing, and boy, I want to pat you on the back from miles away here. Uh, you broke the cycle. You said, hey, I grew up in an abusive home. That ain't going to happen here. That ain't going to be a part of my life. And I say to those of you, maybe maybe you grew up in a home where it, it wasn't uh, physical, but maybe you had verbal kinds of put downs and criticism and yelling and all that kind of stuff, which we know is not God's intention. You can be the generation that breaks that cycle. You really can. All right. Thank you, Beverly. Appreciate your call. Let me go to Diane in Michigan. Hi, Diane. How are you? Hi, how are you today? Good. Good. Go right ahead. What, uh, what's your question?
4: question. My- my question is about attending church as a couple um my husband and i are attending a church and uh, we're we're new here to michigan and so he chose the church and um i i just don't agree with i just don't agree with it um they believe that you need to be there sunday morning sunday night wednesday night you cannot do sports um on on you know sunday like if you're you know child have sporting event you should not go you should go to church um you know, they believe in you got to show up on Saturday night to do the soul winning. And if you don't, there's something wrong. And, and, um, you know, you should wear dresses instead of pants. And it's, it's just a little, it's a little difficult for me. And, um, I think, you know, he, he's comfortable there. And, and,
0: and Was I this a this a Was this it, an issue before you came to Michigan, the other church where you attended or this is new.
4: So, um, so this is, uh, so I, I lived here, um, and married my husband when I got here. So, I was attending a different church in the state where I was at, and then came here. Um, and so he was already attending this church, and so we came together, and so that's where we're at now. So you,
0: you married into this, basically.
4: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and and what happens when you talk to your husband about it?
4: Um, I just I just think he says no. You know. W- you know. We can go whenever we want, and you know, you don't have to wear a dress or anything like that. And but still, like I just don't know if I totally agree with all the way that the preaching is. And all right. So, yeah. Are
0: you saying, uh, what I hear you saying is just a little bit too much legalism going on?
4: Yeah, I don't really like that word, but yeah, because that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you like that word? Well, I mean, I think other people get upset when you use that word.
0: Oh, interesting.
4: So I don't, but I mean, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I'm sure we, anything we say, we always have some people who are going to be upset. Uh, God is a a God of grace, and you know what? There are people in that church who are being blessed and growing, and uh, God is using that ministry. I've long ago learned not to be too critical of every church, because every church has different culture, different personality. Where I get off is when people start really saying, we're not going to teach the Word, we're not going to talk about Jesus, we're not going to talk about salvation, we're going to have a happy time. We want everybody to be happy, you know. And the fact is, we need to be teaching the Word, and the Word needs to be on the, on the platform and the pulpit. And I was telling my wife down at the church that we attend here, a fantastic. Our pastor, Craig, is, I mean, there, there's so much grace, there's so much love. He makes it so clear, he and, and our, our associate pastor, Chris, they make it so clear from the pulpit uh, that we're here to love you and care for you, and if you got a need, we're here to serve you. Uh, but they don't compromise. When the word is taught, the word is taught, and that's what I love, and uh, so many other extraneous things. I grew up, I grew up in a very super conservative church, and I can remember. I'm I'm dating myself now. They had the big chairs up on the platform for the pastor and the music director, and they had to sit on those during the whole service. You remember that, Stephen? And then I remember as I I started to grow and we moved and went to another church. The church didn't have those chairs up on the on the platform, and the pastor sat down in the in the pew, waiting to go up to preach or the music. I thought that's got to be in the Bible somewhere about them having those chairs out <laughs> there. And and so I'm I'm not making fun of this. I'm just simply saying we we can get so many rules and regulations that we put in place we miss God's grace and His love. But I will admit, in this day and age, come on now, I think we've become much too familiar overall in our worship experience sometimes. And understand that it's an awesome thing to enter into the presence of God. And so uh, I, I I think maybe I'd take a pretty balanced approach. Okay, I didn't answer your question, Diane. And so here, here's what I would say to you. You need to sit down with your husband. And you say, honey, I understand this is your church. You've been at this church. And he's saying to you, which is probably right, hey, you know, be who you are. and We don't have to go to everything. But you're struggling with some of the the teaching going on. I think you need to sit down and talk about that. Because in a sense, you're both believers, but there's a little bit of, hey, we don't agree on some basic things. Uh, This is an opportunity for the two of you to get this really settled. And I think whatever church you go to isn't the issue as much as the fact that you're not agreeing to do that right now. It's more important that you come to an agreement than frankly where you end up. Does that make sense? it's more important for you to come to an agreement than it is where you end up. And so the focus would be on my marriage more than on that church. Okay? Hope that helps. Tell you what, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. You can join us. Phone line's open. Got a question for me? How does intentional living work in your life? In a decision you're making, give me a call, 888-888-1717.
5: At the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson, you'll fall in love with your spouse all over again.
2: It's just wonderful. And I learned a new perspective.
3: Marriage changes as your kids get older and as you get older, and there's always new things to learn.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Randy Carlson. I'll show you the power of one thing and how couples can stop drifting apart and learn that intentional love is key to experiencing real hope in marriage. I personally invite you to join me for a fun night where you can find out how intentional love creates intimacy and closeness and unity for marriage and for family and experience what intentional love can do for you
5: don't miss the intentional love marriage date night saturday march 2nd at the auburn hills christian center now through valentine's day get 25 percent off general admission when you use code word flash 25 at checkout that's code word flash 25 all one word get your discounted tickets now at the intentionallife.com
0: East Lansing, Michigan, the home of the Spartans, sold out uh, for March 1st, uh, March 2nd. Going fast in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Love to have you be a part of it. Saturday night, March 2nd, Metro Detroit. Go to theintentionallife.com. By the way, Diane, I didn't mention you said you're in Michigan uh, and you've hung up now. But if you call back, if you're anywhere near there and interested, I got a couple tickets. I'd love to have you and your husband come as my guests to Auburn Hills. we're going to talk about some of the, some of the things about expectations in marriage, how to communicate, the power of all that. So call back, talk to Stephen. All right. Okay, let me get uh, Danielle on the line from Georgia. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hi, Dr. Randy, how are you? Good. What's your question?
5: Um My question is, how do you intentionally love someone who does not have the mental capacity? To reciprocate that feeling, or even understand what's going on on a day-to-day basis.
0: And that's what you're experiencing.
5: Yes, um, my husband and I care for my grandmother. She's stage five dementia. Uh, this is not someone that I was really raised with, so I don't. I already don't have that.
0: Yeah, the bonding with yeah. Her.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes, and so now that she's in this stage of life, and we're taking care of her, it's getting increasingly hard to manage day to day. Do you resent that? A little bit. Yeah, I do. Well, actually, yes,
0: I do a lot. All right. Do you resent your husband bringing this into your home?
5: No, 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 no. This was this was me. I, I decided to step up and bring oh, okay. her into All our right. home.
0: All right. So it's it's something you're wrestling with. I did this. I brought her in and now I'm finding myself, I'm resenting it. So you, you're conflicted, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Have you talked to your husband about this?
5: Yep, um honestly my husband is probably the best support group that I have. He's he's very supportive of the whole situation. When I'm when I'm feeling um down or I'm, I'm having a hard a particularly hard day with it, he's the person that I turn to.
0: Yeah. Do you do you have support for yourself other than that?
5: Well, you know, my mom helps out a little bit, but aside from that, no. All
0: right. So the, you don't know where the future is, what's going on, where this is going to go. You're kind of stuck in this uh Uncertainty of what's coming.
5: For right now, yes.
0: Yeah. How long has you been uh, taking care of Grandma? Well,
5: it's been it's been almost three years.
0: Oh wow. What did you What did you expect when it first started? When they first brought her in?
5: Um. Honestly, I I worked as a as a CNA taking care of patients with dementia, and you know I. I didn't realize when I took this on that I don't clock out at the end of the day and go home. So I mm. think that was kind of like a shell shock a little bit,
0: Yeah. Um, and especially I, and,
5: when, you know, weeks started going by.
0: And I asked that because expectations minus reality, and that's what you're in, you're in the reality boat right now, uh, can create disappointment, it can create disillusionment, it can create resentment, like you said. Um, First of all, I congratulate you and I pat you on the back for the fact you have compassion and love and want to do something that a lot of people would completely blow off. But here's a reality. I think you and your husband need to sit down and say, okay, uh, we've got limits here. Uh, What can we do? What other resources are available? Respites for yourself. Uh, What's gonna happen if you can't continue to do this? What are the financial responsibilities? Uh, Where is this headed? Uh, Where's other family members? There's a whole pile of questions I think the two of you, if you talk to someone, could help you sort out. Because you know what? You're right in the middle of this. You're kind of caught in this, you know, current of uh, daily life, and you need to get above it and have someone help you think it through. All right, we got to run. You can call. We're going to stay here and talk. Love to have you be a part of it. 888 881717. We'll see you again next time from Intentional Living. Have a great day.